now. Bachelor Nation on the After Reality Podcast Network. He is not Will Simmons, but I am Spencer Kitley, and this is After Reality. Welcome back to the Bachelor Nation podcast on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy 4 Reality. That's fantasy, the numeral 4, reality.com. And it is a chilly, snowy, not fun week here deep in the heart of Texas, and uh, it's created a lot of challenges for us, um, a lot of uh, utility issues, fortunate to have power right now. Uh, Mr. Simmons is not here to, tonight. Um, he um, has a house full of people being a uh, good doer and, and taking care of, care of them. So we're going to roll with the solo pod. It's not always uh, the, the way we set things up, but couldn't let this week go by as we really whittled this group down uh, on The Bachelor. And, and, and just talk a little bit about what's going on, the season that's been, and, and where we sit today. I, I'm, I'm at a position where I really like Matt James. It's not something I say every season that of The Bachelor that I like the lead, but it's been a breath of fresh air having someone that wasn't accustomed to how the show goes and, and, and the ins and outs of it. I've, I mean, he's got a little insight from uh, Tyler, Hannah B., as we know, and we'll talk about here in a moment. But it's been really nice to see Matt navigate this. I think he's done it. Uh, with style and grace and authenticity, and I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, but before I dive fully into this episode, I do want to remind you where you can find us online. You, want, you can follow us on Twitter, at After Reality Pod, like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, at After Reality Pod. Also, remind you to subscribe wherever you download your podcast. It might be where you're listening right now, Spotify, Apple, Google, or Stitcher. And don't forget to check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. Really needed Jorge today um, with the really just totally abnormal weather we're having here in in Texas, um, here in Austin, and uh, to think about being in paradise... Sounds really great. Um, and Nima Golan actually sounds pretty great. Not not a warm place, at least this time of year. Um, have some skiing there. have all kinds of other new things that we're uncovering each week. Um, and had a white minivan, uh, which was where, kind of where we left off last week. Cliffhanger with Never Been Kissed Heather. And, and, and here we are. And there looks to be a lot of struggle... A lot of strife going on uh, as we're getting really close to what we'll call quasi-hometowns, right? Because we're not going anywhere. It's going to be there at Nima Colon. But as it pertains to Heather, Abigail, fortunately, I guess for the women, knows who she is. And, well, like, we, sh- we sure know Matt knows who she is. And Piper sure finds out, and she is pissed. In fact, she's crying in her ITMs, Fantasy for Reality points for that. And Heather is here because Hannah Brown sent her. Quarantine crew for the win. Um, Heather was not part of that, but obviously um, they've built some 
rapport uh, remotely, never met in person previously. Uh, and Matt lets her know, hey, like, there's not a lot of time left here for me to make a really important decision, but I do feel like Hannah is qualified to pick someone for um, for me. I trust her and her opinion. And he's like, hey, like, go do you, and, and I'll circle back with you. And like, he doesn't want to leave any doubts. He doesn't want to rule it out. But in the meantime, it leaves Heather to face the music with the Mean Girls, which we only thought we got rid of all the Mean Girls, right? And we, we got rid of MJ, and we got rid of uh, Victoria and Anna. Oh, no, but there's more. Um, Matt is off thinking about it, and Jacinia is like, so you missed with Colton, so you tried this one, huh? And Piper's, you're just bachelor hopping. And, like, you guys are just hateful. Like, like... I understand being upset. Don't get me wrong. They can totally be upset here. Uh, because they're feeling like someone's infringing upon their territory, their relationships. But for someone like Jacinia, there is no relationship. So stop trying to be the nasty mean girl because that's what you come across as on television. Um, that's not going to get you a seat at the table um, with uh, my guys down at Play Escondida. So hit the brakes a little bit, Jacinia. And, I mean, she's leading the charge, and they're, they're essentially the, the new crop of mean girls, and it, it continues to be the, the meanest group of girls we've ever seen on this franchise, what we're seeing in this season um, with, with Matt James. The top girls, though, Rachel, Bree, Abigail, others, they're not saying much of anything, which is very telling. Like, maybe it's because they're nice. Sabrina C., who we've seen not be so nice. She comes in at her hard. Kit calls her a B-word. And I'm like, come on. Like, voice your displeasure in a not-so-offensive way. And Sabrina C. even references her as a virus. Which just seems a bit much. And, And that took us into the cocktail party. And... As we're preparing for that, Matt is out standing alone in the front driveway. He's shaken up. Chris Harrison's here to discuss. And Matt eventually does go to see Heather before the cocktail party and explains, like, hey, when I first saw you, I was in shock, trying to process things. And following your heart is what everyone is here to do. I appreciate you for being bold. That's what I'm asking the other women to do. And ultimately, he sends her home. Assures the other women, because we know Matt loves to assure, that nobody will be joining this journey that doesn't have their behind right there on that couch. And good for Matt. Like, it was the right move. Even if he really wanted Heather to be there, I don't know that he really did. But that was the right move for for Matt. Uh, after his apology, um, he does write the... Right, the ship a little, I guess, with, with Piper, who did get interrupted by Never Been Kissed Tether. And they go straight to the rose ceremony once he, once, once he patches things up, has a conversation with Piper. And Piper already has a rose. So she's all wound up, and she already has one. Michelle, she already has one from, from a date. And eight women do not. And the reason there isn't another one with the rose is because Katie didn't make it through her one-on-one. So... Uh, the, the roses go in this order to Bree, Rachel, Serena P, 
who more on in a bit. Kit and Jacinia, who I'm just at this point sitting here going, how do you keep hanging around? And the final rose goes to Abigail. So we we say goodbye to Serena C. And then unfortunately to Chelsea. I'm like, how is Chelsea not a better option than Jacinia? Like, seems like a better person. Um, he seems to like her more. They live in the same city. There's a lot of things here. And he had given her a lot of reassurances. I haven't seen him give old uh, Jacinia any reassurances. But that that one was rather puzzling for me as I, as I watched. But eight women remain. Matt has some tough decisions to make to trim this group down going forward at this point. Because we got to go from eight to four by the end of the episode. Which I was kind of curious how we were going to do it, but we did it rather efficiently. Uh, Matt really really blew through there. there a lot of women were remaining uh, as we got that first date card for Serena P. Can our love go deeper? And I was not expecting the first second one-on-one to go to Serena P. That means Jacinia and unfortunately Abigail are skipped over for that one-on-one. And quickly, we're, we're on our date with Serena P., who, I want to remind you, very young. Uh, younger than I, I think most realize. She's 22. And what do 22-year-olds do on The Bachelor? Running koala mount hugs. And, and that's what we do. And he, he feels like, hey, like I've worked my way into the friend zone with her. But here we are at tantric yoga class, so uh, no faster way out of the friend zone, I suppose, than sex-based yoga positions. And Serena P, not comfortable at all, as I think probably most humans would not be. And Matt's enjoying this way more than she is. He was bonding. She was waiting for it to be over. And honestly, afterwards, I, I appreciated her honesty. She tells Matt, like, hey, I did not enjoy that. But they do still seem connected. And they do seem to like each other. Matt's a little concerned about potentially different wavelengths. But she gets the rose. I thought this might be a let's wait and see and I'll give you a rose. Because this is punching the ticket to the hometown, which they didn't make a big deal about. But this is one rose off the table. Seven women left vying for three roses at this point in time. So, hey. Uh, a very run-of-the-mill ho-hum date, and and Serena P is moving on. We're going to meet her her parents next week and, and see what that's about. Group date this week: Piper, Michelle, Rachel, Bree, Kit, and Abigail. And like, what the hell is going on? How is Jacinia getting a one-on-one wasted on her? Wasted on her. She is not going to be someone he chooses. More on that as we as we get to it, but that was maddening to me. Give another two on, give give a second one on one or give Abigail one. I do think it was maybe by design Abigail didn't get one. I think he didn't I think he knew they weren't going somewhere and he actually likes her as a as a human. Maybe more so than Jacinia and he and he didn't want to break up with her on a one-on-one. I don't know. It might have been better than what happened, but she got the first impression rose back at the beginning of this thing. 
and it's just not getting any opportunity. She's she's wanting a normal date, which is understandable, and I I feel bad for her. Uh, he he really needs to make the group date about her. I don't know that he really does. It's hard to do when you have six women on a date. We'll get to Abigail, but I hope we see her in paradise. I really like Abigail. I even would support Abigail um, potentially as the Bachelorette. Don't know where we stand on that. I think those Katie rumors have kind of died a little bit, which I'm okay with. I wasn't super excited about Katie as the Bachelorette, but we will see here in the next week or two, I would assume, where we're going uh, with that. These women go straight to the nighttime portion of the group date. Matt just wants a little QT, and this is the last group date. This is it. Bree gets the first one-on-one, if I'm not mistaken. And she has some things that she's been wanting to talk to him about. She cites that, hey, a few days ago I did some something really big. What she did was she pulled the Ali Fedotowski move. I had to resign from my job to be here a few days ago. Uh, of course, Ali Fedotowski um, notably did that when she resigned from a a very young Facebook company at the time. Probably still the Facebook, perhaps. And Breeze says, hey, like, I knew this was a decision I was going to have to make. And, like, wow, like, that's heavy. And to just do it and not even have a conversation about it with, with Matt. Of course, not familiar with what Breeze's true profession is. Uh, what what she walked away from, her, her bachelor-listed profession is communications manager, which could be a variety of different things. Uh, she's there for him. Matt knows it. And he even says, hey, I've heard all I need to know from Bree, which I feel like is a huge stamp of approval on her. Maybe one of those golden boss stamps. And Piper, she gets some time. She fesses up to falling in love with him. Won't she be sad later on? And Michelle reassures him on being committed to him, which did go over well. Then there's Abigail, spiraling on the stage, sitting there just wanting to talk to him. And she needs to know that they're not stalled. And I talked about, I talked about this last week. If the lead wants to get time with you, they're going to get time with you. Unfortunately for, for Abigail, they finally get time together, and he explains that... Or she, well, she explains first, like, hey, all I ever wanted was time with you. And he, he's, he's doing the lip talk, but with her only slightly. And he shifts from the lip, lip talk, though, to somewhat to the dead face, the sad head nod. And she asks to know a little bit more about where his head is at. And that's where it didn't go so well. He talks about being so comfortable in our relationship that I explored other relationships. And now my heart's pulling me in other directions, and I apologize. I do not want to lead you on. I do not want to lie to you. And it's a little late for not leading her on, Matt. It's also unfortunate that like he felt so good about that relationship that he spent time elsewhere and didn't, didn't uh, water the garden. And that sent Abigail home. I did like... That he said, instead, 
can I walk you out to do you want me to walk you out? Which finally is the right question. That's the right question. Would you like me to walk you out? Because that gives them a choice to say no. Uh, can I walk you out? I guess suppose you could say no. We've seen maybe one or two women ever say that. Abigail, she's pretty torn up about swallowing this pill, I would say. My question, though, like Abigail for Bachelorette? Let's think about it. I like it. Uh, Matt comes back, tells the women, and then strangely, deadpanly, ask Rachel, like, hey, could we talk? I was like, oh, like, that doesn't sound good for someone that we're considering to be one of the, the standout leaders here uh, in this group. And when he gets with Rachel, it is lip-tucking and teeth-licking and that mm, I-want-you-girl look. I, it, it's all over his face. And he tells her, when I'm not around, I am thinking about you. And you just make me smile. And Matt's got that killer megawatt smile. I'm like, that should be enough right there. He's heard all he needs to hear from Bree. And he's got this with Rachel. I don't see any way and, and it, for where I'm looking at this that they're not in the final three, if not the final two. All right. Kit does end up getting some one-on-one time after Rachel. And she wants to know, hey, are we on the same page? And, like, question? Not hating, but is Kit the most Botox 21-year-old around? 21 years old, you don't need Botox. Anyhow, she's here to tell him that she set her life trajectory and she's not willing to compromise and she needs him to be her cheerleader. And that means getting married and creating a family would be further out than with the other woman. She's got school to finish and travel. And she wouldn't want to have kids for another four or five years. So she's a long-term investment is what she's calling herself. Which, applause for being very honest. Applause for jumping way out ahead of uh, how things are going. I suppose she is 21. And ultimately, we've known for a long time this wasn't really going to work. But Matt's excited about his relationship with Kit. He's willing to compromise, which is really not what old Kit was anticipating. She was trying to get dumped, I felt like. Matt doesn't dump her. And then we find out she's falling in love. Wow, like this is a shocking turn of events. You wanted to get dumped. He said, no, I like you, and now you're you're falling in love. A lot going on here, and and there's going to be be more once we wrap this group date up. I'll wrap it up real quick. Rachel gets the group date rose. Now, Rachel and Serena P. are going to home downs. And Matt has something planned for the rest of the evening. And it's just for him and Rachel, which I think is a giant, like, piss off to the to the rest of the girls that are on this date. And, like, Rachel's my girl. Um, she's the one I went to after I had to send Abigail home. She's the one that I want to stay here on this thing. She's the one that went on the Pretty Woman date. There's a lot of arrows pointing to Rachel. And that surprise date, though, is Aloe Black, which I'm all about. Legit star power on this show. Boom. I need a dollar. He's the man. Um, way, to, way to bring a, a real high-quality performer on the show. Uh, bachelor production. Nice work. Let's get back to Kit, though. After the date... She sneaks over to Matt's room. 
big points on fantasy for reality, by the way. And, hey, I have to speak to you before the rest of your night. Like The rest of his night, he's going to bed. He, he's back in the room. He's already wrapped up with Rachel. Kit comes in and says, I, I, I wrote down what she said. After our one-on-one, I said I could see myself falling in love with you. And I thought I would have that clarity that I needed to have in order to go to hometowns. But hometowns is not a figure-it-out type situation. It's a rest-of-your-life situation. And you need someone 100%. And that's not me. So we know it's not Kit. But then this really got the wheels turning for me. This seems like this is kind of part of the plan maybe the whole way through. Go on the show... Get a few more social media followers. I'm already kind of a big thing because I'm a socialite in New York City. Um, unfortunately, kind of was a mean girl a couple of times. But, like, my mom, Cynthia Rowley, she's kind of a big deal. She doesn't really want to be on the show. So I got here to this point, and hometown's supposed to be next week. So I don't think I really want this relationship. Which, also, she's 21, and she doesn't really want this relationship. So... Everything's out in front of her. Uh, not hating on her. Just seemed a little convenient uh, the way things unfolded here. He, he tells her, like, hey, I want you to be here. I'm unwavering in this because... Or, no, actually, she says that. He's like, I want you to be here. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm unwavering in this. Like, I know what you deserve. Like, oh, okay. Uh, all code for I don't, want, I don't want to be here anymore. But let's be honest. He's not going to keep her anyway. And speaking of not keeping people anyway, we waste a one-on-one date on Jacinia, a cool one-on-one date where Matt comes ripping through in a Dodge Challenger doing some drift driving. If that's what you call it. Drifting, drift driving. But it's not Matt driving, of course. Um, his friend Tony, and we know Matt, Matt has a lot of friends, um, that, and, but this one is going to coach up Matt and Jacinia on drift driving, drift racing, drift driving. And Jacinia is up first in the driver's seat. And she gets after it pretty good, I thought. But then Matt starts driving. And he's crashing into things. And I couldn't tell if it was supposed to happen. The first time he crashed into something, his old pal Tony looked a little shocked at what was going on. Tears off both side view mirrors by the end of this. Um, just leaves this thing quite the mess. We'll leave it at that. But pretty sure that was just Matt being Matt. Like, Matt likes to have a good time if if we hadn't put that together. Matt likes to do athletic things, do exciting things. He's adrenaline junkie, self-professed. After doing this, he just pretty much makes out with Jacinia on the hood of the car, which he kind of made him do. Uh, makes her the seventh woman this episode that he made out with. Mind you, at this point in the episode, there's only eight women left on the left there. And super quick, we jump to the nighttime portion. Matt wants to know what to expect with her her hometown. We get a little of that. It's not important. But she ends up digging down and tells him that she's following in love with him. Following in love with him. Which I can't imagine, but okay. But Matt tells us that he is missing the compatibility with her. And finally, it's just, hey, I can't give you this rose. 
And she just says, I feel blindsided. I'm like, why are you blindsided? You've not been on part of the show other than being a mean girl. Why did he waste a date on you is the better question. Take a girl you actually like to go do a fun date to get to know them better. That was perplexing. Like, you you got to have fun with Rachel. Why didn't you take Bree? Why didn't you take um, Michelle on this date? Girls you actually like, we all know you actually like. We end up going to Roses, no cocktails, which has become a recurring theme. No cocktails. Although Matt likes a cocktail, he was drinking plenty of one uh, on Watch What Happens Live last week uh, with Lindsey Hubbard. Will talked to me about it on the podcast last week. I did get to watch it. Matt was uh, pretty great, pretty pretty entertaining. I'm sticking with um, best hang among all Bachelor leads all time. Uh, I'm hanging out with Matt. I like him. Anyhow, roses. We have five women, four roses, two roses are already owned by Serena P. and Rachel. And I guess at this point, she's just Serena. First rose goes to Brie. And then the final rose, Michelle, who is the only one really of the right age and the only one at this point that doesn't look like she's going to crap her pants standing up there. Piper's shaking in her boots. Again, very young. Adios to you, Piper. It was a good run. I'm sure we'll, sure we'll be seeing you in paradise. As TJ Lavin would say, I'm sure we'll see you again. And, and that leaves us looking down the barrel at hometowns with Brie, Michelle, Serena, and Rachel. And the preview they showed showed us quite a bit. Rachel's mom looking a little judgy, her dad being a little questioning, Serena P's sister being questioning, Michelle's mom looking very concerned, and Rachel and Matt going skydiving, and a bit of a crash landing for Rachel that didn't look super smooth. Um, the only other thing from this week was after the final credits, Michelle seems like a good time. I think Michelle would be a good fit for, for Matt. I I don't know if she ends up being the right fit for him. And I I think she's in the mix. I mean, some of the stuff she was doing, the pushups, uh, before giving her toast, I thought was pretty great. She's cracking backs, uh, having a good time. This is when we usually do leaders in the clubhouse is usually our top four. Um, at this point, that doesn't seem quite necessary, so I'll go with the three to the fantasy suite. I just don't see Serena advancing another week. I, that, that's my take. I think it's Brie, Brie, Rachel, and Michelle with a slight edge probably to Brie and Rachel at this point. But who knows? I, I don't. We don't do spoilers here on the podcast, so we will know when everyone else that's not spoiled knows. Uh, to wrap things up, though, fantasy for reality, fantasy the numeral four reality dot com. Uh, Matt James runs the site over there, and I am, am part of the team now, doing the live scoring and some other things with the website. So check it out. Might be a little late to get started with the Bachelor, but we will have a game fired up for the Bachelorette when that comes into season in May. But if you're a fan of MTV's The Challenge. There's a live game right now. Still plenty of people on um, on on the on your TV screens to, to play along with. So check that out. Play with your friends. Play with your colleagues. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Will and I play um, a lot of our seasons with friend of the pod and often guest, uh, Mr. Kenneth Browder. And 
the three of us are playing for The Bachelor. And I am in the catbird seat. I have been for a, a little bit. Uh, it was tight there eh, for a little while. But Will has unfortunately lost all of his women. He has, has 1,730 points sitting in second place. Kenny still has Michelle, 1,580 points sitting in third. And I have Bree, Rachel, and Serena P., Sitting in first place, 2,630 points. So, should be another win for me, barring some epic disaster. Uh, top point getter for this week? Who'd have thought it? Kit. But seeing yourself out this late in the season earns you big points in Fantasy for Reality. So, that's it for this week. A uh, bit more brief than usual, but hey, it's the, it's the one-man pod. Wanted to give give you some content while we're dealing with the snowpocalypse down here in Texas. Uh, reminder, follow us on Twitter, at AfterRealityPod. Like the AfterRealityTV podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, at AfterRealityPodcast. Also, also, reminder, subscribe wherever you download your podcast. Maybe it's right here. Spotify, Apple, Google, or Stitcher. And don't forget to check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. You can find me on the Twitter, at Spencer Kitley. You can find at Fantasy, the numeral four reality on Instagram and Twitter. And everybody stay safe out there. Stay warm. Be healthy. We will see you next week for Hometowns. And until then, we remind you, we like bears and Mexican food right here on After Reality.